host, Harla Nivens. Hi, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. Welcome to the Every Heart, Every Woman show. I am your host. Our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries as you head to their website. Go to loveministriesbuilds.org. Well, I am going to share with you something that is probably the question that I get the most. And I realized that honestly, I've never really gone in depth about this question, about quiet time. I always get questions about what do I do? Um, what's your process? And in the beginning of Every Heart, Every Woman, I actually used to ask guests that question because we used to get it uh, so often. I would always ask the guests, you know, what do you do for quiet time? And I would have everybody answer that question. Well, honestly, I've never gone into depth uh, myself. And I thought I would take this opportunity to talk about quiet time and what it means to me and share some scriptures that I use as a background and a guide on how to do quiet time. For me, quiet time is all about discipline and relationship building. Um, discipline because it is just hard to continue to do quiet time every single day in every season, in season and out of season, um, as some people say. It honestly takes discipline. And then relationship building because it's time spent with our Heavenly Father. So you're, it's like you're building up this muscle, building up this relationship with the Lord. I want to start by sharing with you from Mark 1, 35 through 37. And this is the voice um, uh, message of the Bible. It says, early in the morning, Jesus got up, left the house while it was still dark outside and went to a deserted place to pray. Simon and the others traveling with Jesus looked for him and they finally tracked him down. And from this scripture, I honestly get the sense that, you know, this, it, it was like Jesus is showing us his human side that um, even he needed time whenever he could to seek out a long time, seek out that solitude time so he could pray and he could meditate. Um, in these silent and reflective moments, we get this, uh, like it's a refueling time, uh, mentally, physically, and spiritually, because um, and, and in Jesus's case, you know, he would hear his father speak during this alone time. And throughout Jesus's ministry on earth, uh, hearing from his father helped him to focus on his mission. We all know what the Lord's mission was when he was here on earth. He came to be our savior. He came to sacrifice. And if you think of that and think of kind of the feelings that he probably um, was going through and felt every single day in and out, knowing that ultimately he was coming to, to sacrifice, to sacrifice for us so that we could receive him as Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. I'm sure that, you know, there, and scripture tells us there were times when, you know, that was just, that was heavy on him. It was a heavy job that he had to do. And so seeking out that time away really refueled um, refueled him and can refuel us, and not only spiritually, but honestly, mentally and physically. 
I rely on my quiet time. And so if we go back to thinking about Jesus, you know, when he was here um, on earth, he was famous. So when people would hear that Jesus was coming, people were, you know, coming from all um, from all over to hear Jesus speak, to hear him preach. And I'm sure it would have been really easy for him to just focus on preaching, just focus on um, reaching people and just focus on telling the message of Jesus Christ because he's Jesus. He, you know, he, he can do that. But scripture tells us time and time again that instead of just focusing on, you know, reaching people and just focusing on preaching, instead, he really needed that time alone with his father. He really needed time alone with God. And he knew that that fellowship with God would be the thing that would keep him going towards um, his purpose and why he was here. I, I used to think that quiet time had to be done in the morning. And I would, if I didn't get my quiet time in the morning, I would think, you know, I missed it that, you know, but in Matthew 14, there's an example that Jesus even sought to get alone in the evening. So don't put those rules on yourself. You know, if you miss it in the morning, do it in the afternoon during lunch, do it in the evening. The scripture also tells us to pray without ceasing. So we're always supposed to be communing with God. So anytime you get, go and have that quiet time that we all need. So what do we get from quiet time? I'm going to tell you what I personally, what I get from quiet time. The first thing is very obvious. It's when you spend time along with the Lord, you get to know their heart, you know? And if you think of that in with humans, when you spend time with the people that mean the most to you and the people that you love, that love you, it's that time, it's relationship building. It's a time to get to know them. I remember one time that um, when I first met my friend, Amy, we had this immediate connection. Like we would talk about our children. Um, uh, her children are, are older than mine. And so she was always telling me kind of what was coming, uh, what was coming ahead with, with my kiddos and she was always giving me this great advice and we related on music. She's a musician and she would play, we would get together and I would sing and she would play uh, for Love Ministries some. And we honestly like hit it off. We were just fast friends. When we met, it was like we were best friends and we understood each other. But you know, even in a situation like that, when you meet somebody and you have a great connection with them, it still takes that time. Um, it still takes, you know, relationship building time, because if you don't spend time with someone, then you run the risk of growing apart from them. Right. So um, it's important, even if you feel like, you know what, I've been walking with the Lord for a long time and I know scripture backwards and forwards. Um, still spend that quiet time with the Lord. You don't want to get into a situation where you feel like you've grown um, apart from the Lord. You want to always take that time, take that um, quiet time along with the Lord. Um, 
I want to, and then the next thing I get is perspective, right? Um, it's perspective is like the ideas that you get to make it through uh, life's troubles. That's that's what I call perspective. And so I haven't made this a secret that I, you know, I can be a panicker when stuff happens. Kind of the first, my first reaction a lot of times is to panic. And so that's why I try to, I like to have the calm people around me because it helps me to stay calm because I'll be the one saying, ah, the worst is happening. Um, and first, that's not a good thing. To panic means is that, you know, I'm flooded with fear and, and fear is not the best state of mind. That's being, you know, in your emotions of what people say. Let me share with you Isaiah 41, 10. But you, Israel, are my servant. You're Jacob, my first choice, descendants of my good friend, Abraham. I pulled you in from all over the world, called you in from every dark corner of the earth, telling you, you are my servant, serving um, on my side. I've picked you. I haven't dropped you. Don't panic. I'm with you. There's no need to fear for I'm your God. I'll give you strength. I'll help you. I'll hold you steady. Keep a firm grip on you. That's from Isaiah 41.10, the message version of the Bible. I love that version because it doesn't it like drive it home that the Lord it, it will not drop you. The Lord is on your side. Um, the Lord is keeping you. The Lord is protecting you. Even when things seem to be going wrong, a fear does not have to be our first choice. So I try to read Isaiah 41 10 a lot for myself, especially during my quiet time, just to reminding myself that I have a loving Savior who is keeping me and who uh, will, not, um, will not leave me, will never leave me. So um, one time in prayer, I wanted to tell you about this. One time in prayer, um, it was something that was going on in work and, and I thought that I had earned this opportunity, but I wasn't picked for the opportunity. I felt like I had worked for it and worked hard, served well, and I should get this opportunity. And I was not spent, I was not picked for this opportunity. So in my quiet time, I spent all this time, like 10 minutes in prayer, just complaining and telling the Lord how unfair it was and how, you know, I should have been picked for this, how in the world, you know, all of those things that, that we do when we feel like we, you know, we were uh, crossed over or, 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 or missed, missed an opportunity. And I spent all this time with all this complaining. And it was like, when I took a breath, the Lord was like, okay, are, are you, are you finished yet? Are you, are you done with your complaining? And I was like, well, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm done. And um, the Lord said, you know what? Didn't I tell you to, um, I gave you this song. I told you to record it and upload it on YouTube, but you're spending all of this time with all of this complaining instead of doing what I've called you to do. And I've given you creativity and I've given you direction and I've given you perspective. Why don't you get busy doing what I'm, you know, going where I'm leading you to go and, and, and stop looking at the, the things that you feel like you've missed. Stop looking at these opportunities thinking you have missed out. And 
um, that really caught me. That really caught me off guard, but it was a really good life lesson that when I feel like, oh my Lord, the, you know, the worst has happened. I've missed out on something. Um, why don't I go back to what the Lord told me to do? And why don't I get busy with, um, being who he's called me to be and serving others. And at some point in that time, in that season of life, when I was doing all of that complaining, cause it took a lot and then just take one time of, of, you know, that exchange happening in my quiet time, it took a lot. And when, once I finally realized, okay, I think the Lord is leading me into the direction of creating Carla Nivens Entertainment and creating Every Heart, Every Woman. And I started to lift my head from the complaining and get busy in doing what God had called me to do. And it changed my life and changed um, the way, the outlook that I had on the work um, that I was doing. It changed my perspective, okay? So in quiet times, that's exactly what the Lord will do. The Lord will give you these creative ideas and things that you never saw for yourself. And you'll be able to do those things and, and live a life that is not full of fear, that is not full of worry, um, but a life that is full of joy and purpose and direction. The other thing that I do in worship in, in a quiet time is worship. Um, Everybody knows that about me, that I love worship. But what you may not realize is that what I do on a stage, you know, when I'm leading worship or I'm sharing something, that is not my, you know, my first time in worship in during the week. And I think that I would probably be less effective if the only time I did worship was on a stage. During the week, I, all, I have the best, my most intimate times with the Lord, the best worship I have, the worship that really um, fuels me for life. I have that in my quiet time, okay? And it's a regular part of my routine of quiet time. Worship is a regular focus of quiet time. And so what, what I do, you know, I, I take a minute and I, um, like even, so I do that in my quiet time and then how that translates to when I'm on a stage like leading worship or sharing something, um, I take a minute and I kind of just get silent. And I think of it as communing with the Holy Spirit that is within me. I'm using that from that quiet time in worship, I've been building up this spirit of worship, right? And so then when it's time to take that to the stage, I just, I get silent and I commune with the Holy Spirit, spend time with the Holy Spirit. I humble myself um, under the direction of the Holy Spirit. And then I get ready to do something on stage publicly. And again, I do not think that I would have the, um, the same anointing on the stage if I were not doing that in my quiet time. And then when I finish on the stage, I go back and do the same thing. I get quiet, I take a minute, I probably close my eyes and I just commune with the Holy Spirit and humble myself under the Holy Spirit. Because 
when I'm doing something on stage, honestly, I'm representing him and not myself. And it is because of him and it's not because of me. It is because of his anointing and his calling on my life, not because of um, not because I'm so good at something. It is, it is truly because of the Lord. So I'm always in the spirit of communing with the Holy Spirit and making sure that that spirit of worship is maintained all the time. And then I pray. And so what, it, this is hard for me to do. It's hard in prayer not to just literally go into complaining, you know, number one, I've already said that. It's hard for me. Um, but I try to start with thanking the Lord, just, you know, just thanking him for um, his presence in my life and then magnifying him, telling him that he is number one and that I place him on the uh, on the throne and I have put him on the, in the number one spot in my life. And then I start with my concerns and my requests. And I I can trust. I know that I can trust that. God is a good God that when I do need to rant, he can handle those rants um, and he can provide for my needs and your needs in the correct way. So if the, you know, if what I am um, going to him with needs and I need to hear the answer, no, right now, I can trust that if he says, you know, no, that's not the best thing for you right now, that he is being a good father, right? Um, he is providing for my needs in specifically in just the right way. And then the last thing is just saying, Lord, I'm sorry for the things that I am doing wrong. Um, we, we all were human. So we are always doing things and maybe are less than what we intended to do, what we started out to do. So repent for wrongdoing, saying, Lord, I'm sorry. And here's my plan for, for doing it differently and making sure that um, that I am representing you in the right way. The kind of the last thing I do is sit in silence and then I journal. The Lord always has something good to tell you, right? And uh, we find that in, um, in his word, in, in the word. So when we sit in silence, it's kind of that time to say, okay, Lord, I've, I've done a lot. I've, you know, I, I've recognized that this is my time with you to build a relationship with you so that, you, you know, I'm, I'm with you in my life, that I'm traveling in the direction that you would want me to travel in. And I've spent time in worship and I've spent time in prayer. And now um, I really want to hear your heart. I really want to hear what you would have to say to me. And Peace comes in that moment for me. Um, words, you know, of the Lord come. Usually scripture, like scripture will just come to my mind and I'll write it down in my journal. And then I'll go when I finish my quiet time, I'll go and look up that scripture and study it and see what it's um, see what it's saying to me. But it's really one of those special, special times between me and the Lord. So um, I highly recommend silence and then journaling. I started journaling when I was a sophomore in high school. And so now I have kind of got, I've got this uh, good collection of journals. I don't know if you can see it. This is um, a basket of all of my journals. I've got a good collection of journals by now. Um, and 
these journals are just full of words the Lord has for me, full of the, the, you know, scriptures and, and the word of God, things that help me to uh, maintain a spirit of joy and help me to maintain a spirit of peace. And, um, and, and just give me the direction and remind me, this is what the Lord has said for my life. So um, that is, that, that's, that's my thoughts about quiet time. The quiet time really is the thing that keeps me going, the thing that makes me me and, and uh, where I get all of this great direction from the Lord. So hopefully that was helpful to you. Um, reach out to me and, and let me know your thoughts on your quiet time and how you do your quiet time and the thing that um, the things that you get from the Lord during your quiet time. And my um, my my hack for you leaders is um, to to encourage you to spend uh, silence. Silence is hard for us, right? Silence is hard. Um, we want to always be talking and we want something to always be going. And it's difficult for us to leave that space. So for all you leaders, spend some time in silence hearing from the Lord. I'm Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman show. I will see you back here next week.